Hey everyone, welcome to Disrupting Our Practice. I'm Shannon Patterson. And I'm Greg Flynn. This podcast is for white-bodied leadership and organization development consultants, facilitators, coaches, and trainers. This is a weekly podcast dedicated to the exploration of how we practitioners can disrupt our practices. Those practices where we are unwittingly perpetuating racism, oppression, and harm. And it's all in service to being able to co-create a culture of equity, justice, and healing. So we live in a world that truly works for everyone. Thanks for joining us as we work to disrupt our practice. Hey, Greg. Hi, Shannon. <laughs> Here we are. <laughs> nice to be connected and having another conversation. I find these so important. Um, yeah, yeah, it's a highlight of the week for sure. Yeah, I mean, for so many reasons. Maybe we could talk about those another time, but just keeping, we were just talking before we did this podcast about kind of like what's on top around race and oppression and having that really in the forefront of my mind all the time. Um, not just in my mind, in my heart. So mm -hmm. this feels like part of the disrupting our practice is this practice of continually looking, um, mm -hmm. continually looking. But before we dive into what we're going to talk about, which in some ways that is the podcast for today. Uh, I thought we could check in on just our capacity and sort of a quick scan of how we're doing, you know, mm -hmm. head, heart, body, soul, or spirit. And then I do have a fun check-in question for us. So do you want to check in? And Sure. Yeah, I can do this quickly. I am, I'm showing up a little tired. I'm not sure why. There's a little part of me that's worried I'm fighting something off. I don't think I am, but I'm just feeling some tiredness. Maybe that has to do with the change of seasons here in Seattle that came on suddenly on Friday. Mm -hmm. So physically a little tired, mentally that's impacting things, although feeling, still feeling pretty clear, emotionally feeling grounded, mm -hmm. um, noticing lots of different waves of things coming through as, you know, as I do things throughout the day, such as make the mistake of looking at the news <laughs> or <laughs> um, the even worse social media waves of, of various tension and discomfort and yeah and so it just got me kind of i noticed this longing in me that i think i would connect to kind of if, you know checking in from the, the place of spirit like this kind of longing for for uh, the greater connection which is part of what i get here and i'm mm. looking forward to yeah to more more of that so that's me i'm feeling in and love to hear how you're doing and then i'm very curious about this question you have yeah. Yeah. And like capacity level, I mean, hearing oh. there's kind of a lot moving through. So I, where would I, like, how you doing? I think capacity wise, I'm pretty good. I mean, I put myself at a seven. Mm. Okay. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. So that's actually yeah. helpful to kind of learn to align there. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Well, as you know, I'm away for the weekend. So uh, I'm a little distracted by not having all the things and, you know, <clears throat> being in a weird place where there's always leaf blowers just noticing noticing that and noticing a high level of annoyance and and it's like oh yeah right to comfort it's okay it's just a leaf blower um yeah I have a lot going going through me I was in a training last week as you know for three days around emotional intelligence and just seeing a lot of my own patterns move through me which is like oh there they are aren't you sweet <laughs> oh god are those ever gonna go away no so just I have a lot also moving moving through me, um, but my capacity feels pretty good. I would say like maybe maybe even an eight today. Um, yeah, 
what the, that's what being at the beach will bring you. you know? Well, it makes my soul and spirit really happy. And yeah. there's just a lot of spaciousness um, that comes into my being. And, uh, and you know where I am. Uh, I'm one of our favorite places down here in Gearheart, Oregon, which is beautiful. And uh, the question I have for you, our connecting question, because we're near a really wonderful bakery. And so like, I want to know what is your favorite thing to get at the bakery? Like your favorite pastry or like, tell me what you love to get at the bakery. At the bakery. Yeah. It really depends on the bakery. And I know the bakery that you're by Mm -hmm. Um, and they have some really, really good Danish. Yes. Um, and you know, like berry Danish or fruit Danish. And it's one of definitely one of my favorite things. It reminds me immediately as soon as I say the word Danish, I'm taken back to being in my grandparents' house mm. and getting, you know, um, uh, cheese Danish and, you know, all kinds of different versions of that. And I feel like there's the technology on those things has only gotten better. <laughs> yeah. <you know>? Um, <laughs> So technology um, and pastry wasn't expecting that. But. I would love, I would love for my grandmother to have been able to taste one of the pastries at the bakery that you're near. Cause I know that she would have just, you know, uh, mm-hmm. uh she would have convinced about it all day. So anyways, that's, awesome. that's, that's me. Yeah. How about you? What are you picking up? What are you getting there? I love knowing that I, you know, I would pick you up a berry Danish. Um, it is also my favorite. Like Jonathan's like, why don't you want the cinnamon roll? I'm like, but a berry Danish. <laughs> You know, a really good berry Danish is just the best. Um, and they haven't had those this trip. So, oh. yeah, I've been, I also love a good savory, like ham and cheese croissant. Mm-hmm. So I uh, went down that path and we bought a Marionberry pie. Mm, nice. <laughs> uh, so anyway, if I see a Danish, oh, actually they're closed Tuesday and Wednesday. So we're out of luck, Greg, next time. <laughs> <laughs> But I love knowing that you're a fellow Barry, Barry Danish person. And it also, it's funny. Uh, I wonder if there's some it's a statistic in the United States, but the Danish does take me back to my grandparents as well. Mm-hmm. Um, it was the Entenmann's bear claw mm-hmm. yep. uh, that was like always my favorite thing. So the end of the aisle. Yeah. Yep. So <laughs> the very Danish. All right. Good to know. Okay, so completely different, like completely different vibe from where I know we're gonna go. So I'm just kind of enjoying the the contrast, you know. Yeah. Yeah, well it's an important <laughs> contrast, you know. I mean, I yeah. so much think of, of Portia from Holistic Resistance and mm. you know, keeping the love and the laughter there in this work. And I remember her like looking at us once in a training and she's like, Y'all are so serious. And I was like, <laughs> Oh, I can I don't have to be that all the time. Yeah. Um, yeah. you know, so that feels important, right? I mean, that's part of disrupting totally. some whiteness for sure. I'd agree hundred percent. We are a serious bunch <laughs> <laughs> more than is good for us and anybody in the world, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. Well, yeah, I'm feeling a little, uh, maybe I'll segue us in. I'm feeling a little, a uh, little bit of vulnerability about this conversation because we're, I think I might be surprised by some observations that you're going to share, but our starting point for the conversation was picking up actually on our conversation with Adam, where I thought I heard him say something about how whiteness was showing up in our 
in our podcast, whether mm. the approach to it or in it, or I wasn't really sure. And I felt like I invited a couple of times for him to speak to it and he didn't. And then you're like, no, I think you really heard something different. So now I'm just sitting here <laughs> wondering, <laughs> you know, what, what that was. And I feel like it's an important, this is as much disrupting our practice because, you know, I'm made some stuff up and I, mm. you know, I could go some different places with it. And in the name of slowing things down, which is a big part of this practice is just to slow down and yeah, totally feel into like what was going on there for me. And why did I hear what I hear and what did you hear and what do we make of that? So, yeah, yeah. yeah thank you, Shannon. And I want to name, like I get the, yeah, the self consciousness related to it. And, and I appreciate your feeling that and still want it, like actually kind of almost insisting on having this conversation. I think it's a good model because it, I, I know that you're decided, you know, pushing me to, to actually have the conversation isn't making it any easier necessarily. To have. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think that's a, I just think that's a, it's, it's a model for me of like, okay, right. Yeah, that's right. I have to, <laughs> I have to kind of insist on um, in the right places and at the right times and all that, but like insist on the slowdown. So, and mm -hmm. being in the discomfort, cause that's where, that's where learning happens. So yeah, the, the couple of things I want to say, one is, is, we have not talked to Adam since we had that conversation. So neither of us have said, Hey, is this what you meant or didn't mean when you, you know, were talking to us? So we actually don't fully know. And I, I think that's important to acknowledge. And I think yeah. that that's a, it will be an important follow-up conversation to have. Yep. Um, but I'm curious before, yeah, before I share what I heard, I'm curious what you heard him say. If you could, if you'd be willing to, sh to frame that up. Yeah. I mean, I think I just did. Which is, I thought I heard him say. And, and, and maybe what I mean is more specifically, like the actual, like, can you re remember, reach back to the words that you heard him say? Yeah. Yes. I mean, I, I did, I thought I heard him say something like, you know, whiteness is, sh even how whiteness shows up here in this podcast or something. That's the first hmm. memory I have of whether it was. And this was in the pre-call, right? Like when we were getting ready. Oh, is that where it was? Maybe it was in the pre-call and there was just an observation I thought he made of how it mm -hmm. had showed up there, which didn't feel like a criticism in my body just to slow down my own process of like, mm -hmm. you know, I felt I didn't feel maybe a little bit of shame, but mostly mm. more, I was like, Oh, so like, so curious. And as he said that I could begin to think of ways that had happened and I wanted to know more. Mm. So I'm curious, you know, what was your recollection of what was said when, and your interpretation? Yeah. yeah what I, what, what, what I believe you're referring to was something I heard him say in the pre-call, like as we were getting ready. Mm-hmm where he said what I remember is something along the lines of, and this is one of the reasons we need to be recording everything. We shouldn't. Right. We, we should. Right. Even, even the pre-call. Pre yeah. Right. But what I heard him say was something along the lines of, you know, we're talking about what, who we're going to center mm. and here, and here we are centering whiteness. Oh yes. I did hear that. And I, I had, a, I have an interpretation of what he meant by that, that I think, I think, I think that's, I mean, I think that's what you're talking about is I think that that was the moment that triggered 
the thought because I think you had a, a comment like it was shortly after that you were like I'd love to hear more about how you know you're seeing whiteness show up in the way we're doing this or something like that and I remember thinking I'm not sure that's what he's meaning but yes I mean I think and that those are different things mm. right there's centering whiteness mm-hmm. and noticing the way whiteness is showing up in yeah, an and, approach and, and maybe- to something I may have missed something. This is so. This may be an area where I need to be feeling super self conscious because I may have completely missed what you're talking about. Because I don't remember a moment that made me feel like, oh, what we're, he's he's commenting on how we're doing this. What I found myself wondering, thinking about, was like, how do we talk about the fact that like we are centering whiteness, mm-hmm. you know, in order to shine a light on whiteness, and you know, it's like that idea of like using a thorn to remove a thorn. <laughs> You know, it's like, right. like, how do you, you can't, we can't like whiteness is something that's centered all the time mm-hmm. because that's our, that's the, the, the default. It's what we've normalized to um, in our culture right. and what we're conditioned to. And it's unconscious usually. And, you know, and so we end up centering the comfort of white bodied folks and we center white perspectives and we center white opinions and we erase all these other identities. Um, but how do we actually talk about that and talk about the fact that we do that if we don't actually intentionally center? Right. And that, I, I mean, may, there may be some answers to that question. I'd be very curious. I'm sure people, there are lots of folks who have some ideas about that. For for me, this is like the the thing that made the, has made the most sense is like, that's why we have the understanding whiteness programs and all that, you know, like, so... When I, you know, when I heard him say that, it was like, yeah, you know, it's ironic, and like, right. you know, I, the impression I had, and I'd be curious to hear. It'd be great to be able to dial him in right now. But the yeah. impression I had was that he was like, yeah, and that's what we need. That's what we're doing. We need to do that. You know, hmm. that's kind of ironic. Yeah. No, that's helpful. I mean, I think that was definitely in the conversation and an important part of what we keep highlighting and wanting to highlight. But also, it makes me think of well, I was going to say it makes me think of a whole different thing. So I'm not going to go there. Uh, at the moment, but well, don't lose it. <laughs> yeah, no, I won't. So that, I mean, that feels important. And I think if I am understanding things correctly, like the purpose of, you know, white caucus space and white affinity groups to be able to, you know, to give white folks like ourselves the space to center ourselves without the harm and the burden that it can cause to, you know, people of color in the room. I think, what's the extra piece that I keep wanting to say? It's like, well, and a a part of having accountability partners, because we could get too self-referential in centering Mm -hmm. whiteness and forget the purpose of centering whiteness and like the impact. I mean, I think one thing I've seen and heard from holistic resistance all the time is to like center whiteness in a way that we don't forget the impact of whiteness on people of color. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah totally right like even imagining if we slowed down in this moment and imagined you know that that we were being listened to or people of color in the room what do we imagine that would be Mm -hmm. like right and yeah Mm. so that's that's one place i'm finding myself around the idea of centering whiteness on that in that way Mm -hmm. wondering if you have anything to add into that and then i could talk a little bit about what what was happening my interpretation yeah, yeah. No, I think you're exactly right. I mean, I think it, I think it's important to name that, and that's a, that's another level of slowdown, right? Is to recognize that it is, and I've seen it happen. I mean, I've I've actually walked away from. There have been a couple of times in my understanding whiteness program where I've walked away going, mm, I feel like I dropped the ball. Mm-hmm. I didn't quite 
get the conversation to the place I wanted it to. And we kind of became a little too, I'm going to just say self-referential. Like we came, we became a little bit too belly, you know, navel gazing or whatever yeah. mm-hmm. in a way that I, I have a feeling wouldn't have been viewed favorably by a lot of folks. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's something, it's part of the challenge with it, I think. It's one, and it's one of the reasons that accountability is is so important in having those kinds of relationships. And I'm so gra- I'm so grateful to have relationships with Adam and with Aaron and with Portia and, you know, some other folks. That, yeah. yeah. I appreciate you naming that. I mean, I've certainly had that happen in my own understanding whiteness, things where it, it has been like navel-gazing or self-referential, or I've had the experience of us excusing ourselves from a certain behavior, you know, mm-hmm. like, well, isn't that just personality or isn't that just human nature? And me, you know, not being, I guess, quite skillful enough to say something, you know, besides like, no, it's not just that. And then getting lost in what to say next. Mm-hmm. So I, and I'm glad you named that because that's, that does feel like an important part of the capacity that we want to be aware that we have or don't have. So that's on my mind. Mm-hmm. But then I was thinking, actually, I'm just going to slow that down for a second. Yeah, I can just feel those moments of when I don't know, right? In those places in me that's like, I want to control the room and I want to be really competent and I want to have a breakthrough and, um, (laughs) (laughs) you know, I want people to leave and I leave being like, that was really good. I feel really like I understand something deeper now. And yeah, I just want to name that that goes through me for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, for bad or good, yeah. you know, right? Yeah, absolutely. So you said you wanted to speak a little bit more about your experience. Well, I was thinking about, you know, how how we, you know, how we approach the podcast with Adam and it was quite structured and, you know, I think we were in the lead of the structure, mm-hmm. you know, and there's a part of me that's like catching, you know, you and I have these conversations all the time of like, well, that's just the way it is or is it? you know of like oh this is what you do or this is what adam wanted or this was the best way to do this or i wanted to make it easy for adam so i can notice stories in myself that you know made me made us uh i think have a high we led the way high degree of control we put a lot of structure our structure in place and like i felt that would just make it easy for adam which is what Hmm. I wanted or an assumption I made because Mm -hmm. he's so busy. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I feel like in conversations with him before, it's like, he's like, Oh, just tell, you know, tell me what would be helpful. You know? And, uh, and now I just find myself going, wow, we so could have approached that a different way. Hmm. Um, Especially holding in my mind when he said in the podcast, like what if we held meetings as a place to be in community together? Hmm. So what if we'd held our podcast with him as a place to be in community together? Mm. You know, what Mm -hmm. might have been different? Yeah. You know, even from our approach and our set of assumptions. So that's the stuff I found myself um, thinking about in terms of like how, you know, whiteness and structure and the characteristics of white supremacy and all that internalized stuff in me, what it means to be professional and prepared and (laughs) respectful, you know created a very particular kind of experience. I really appreciate your highlighting all this, Shannon. It's um yeah, partly because it it didn't surface for me. And mm. but I think you're naming something that I'm like, okay, this is again it comes back to the slowdown and you know, because there is so much around 
doing this and this project and as we're doing it and learning you know with each re with each recording and then as things are being released and getting some feedback and here and going like okay so you know here's what's landing or here are the kind of questions people are asking um, learning more about what's useful I think it's you know starting to your what you're saying is highlighting for me the not just like the assumptions of what a, what may Adam have wanted or what would be useful for him, but also the assumptions of like, well, we have to make this thing has to have a certain kind of value. So it needs to fit into some sort of familiar category for people in order for them to hear it and go, oh, I understand what this is and, and want to tune in each week. Um, mm -hmm. And so I find mm -hmm. myself kind of connecting to this tension of the way in which we can get pulled into the formulas that are out there that have yep. been proven to be successful in order to, you know, we can make the argument of like, well, look, if we want, the, if we're in order for this to be, you know, if we want this to be of any kind of success, it means people have to hear it. And if people have to hear it, that means they want to listen to it and like, you know, go down this path. But it, it's, um, you know, it's just making me w realize the ways in which, you know, we're talking about disrupting our practice and what we haven't necessarily done is, disrupt the way we're approaching this, mm -hmm. you know? And so in some ways this one is right, because we actually came into this conversation with a lot less structure and thinking than we have in previous episodes. Yeah. Um, so that's useful, um, you know, and, and having kind of even like a real in, mo in the moment learning, like it's really kind of landing in me like, Oh, and then like, it makes me wonder about like, you know, we're going to have, you know, we have a conversation coming up in a couple of weeks with um, another colleague and there's, you know, at least three or four more folks that we're going to be talking to in the next couple of months. So how can we approach those? Just the whole thing um, from a, from a place that actually really is rooted in the, the questions and principles that are behind the whole project. Yeah. I really love that. I, I, I feel more energy in my body when you say that, like it, it feels, it just feels like the right thing. I mean, I think we want, you know, what we don't want, I don't know. I don't know if we've even talked about it this explicitly in some ways, Greg, you know, um, I'm just going to out us right here in this moment you know, or it's, or we need to keep talking about, um, you know, keep reaching for what we want this podcast to do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, I do want it to create community. I do want it to be a place of, you know, dare I say healing that feels really audacious and assumptive to say, but healing in terms of, I don't even know if I can put words to it exactly, hmm. like, you know, a place where we can, yeah, break free a bit of the ways that we're all constrained by whiteness so that we can learn to be in community so that we can be easier. All I can think of in my mind as a corollary is like, as soon as we stopped recording with Adam, like the whole energy changed and the conversation changed <laughs> and the laughter came in and the flow. And, you know, even Adam was like, well, now this was the podcast. Um, you know, so just really thinking about that, like, yeah, what, what do we want to disrupt? What do we want to practice? And what do we want all that to be in service to, you know, I mean, definitely a, a world. Um, where there is healing and justice and we can co-create whole new ways of being together. 
And that's yeah. like super big, you know? <laughs> it is, it super is. Fast. But it also, you know, the, the, the other thing is though, is that, I mean, part of what you're, and I, I'm, I like echo everything you just said. And what makes me think is part of all of that is, is inviting those who are listening you know, hmm. and this is one of the beauties hmm. of like having released it, right? Because we were recording for a little while without releasing it. And we kept talking about those who were listening and, and with no assuredness that they were. And now we've released it and people are listening and yeah, we're grateful. I mean, that's like, thank you. And how do we be in community together? Yeah. Tell us like how to be in community. What, what comes up for you when you hear healing or disrupting your practice even you know, what in your practice are you wanting to disrupt? What in yourself yeah. are you wanting to disrupt? Right. Let's support each other in doing that. Yeah. And, and what could it be to, it's one of those moments where I started talking and I didn't really know where I was going to go. Well, that's okay. <laughs> it's probably somewhere good or not. No pressure. <laughs> but what, you know, what, what would it mean to, uh, you know, to think of this as not just a like a thing that you listen to, like, you know, that comes into your life and you listen to it for whatever it is, 25 to 40 minutes. And then, um, and then you set it aside and maybe you think about some of the things, but what would it be like to actually like engage with it? Um, mm. Mm. you know, we have the Google form that we've put up in the show notes for folks to respond to questions and whatnot. But I think, um, one of the things that, you know, we talked a little bit about was the possibility of maybe looking into like a LinkedIn group or something like that, where we could actually begin to create some, some engagement. So let's just, let's just say, stay tuned on that sort of thing, because I think it's important we need to figure something like that out because we can't do this stuff alone. You know? And I think I would even change the word. I mean, engagement's a good word. I like that. I like to feel engaged in my life. Um, but you know, where we create relationship, mm. um, yeah, where we create relationship with one another, because that's, we need that first in relationship with ourself. I mean, it just, I was thinking about that all last week in that training and, you know, where, where my capacity is only as great. Well, that's not totally true, but my capacity definitely depends on other people and being uh, yeah. in relationship. Hmm. Well, that's, I wonder if this is just a good place to leave this today. Yeah. It's feeling like it. Yeah, it is to me too. So well, that yeah. was fun. We should, uh, I think we're channeling, um, uh, adrian marie brown's principle for sure today which is less prep and more presence mm. <laughs> so that makes me really excited <laughs> indeed yes the less prep the better yeah yeah beautiful um so we'll have to you know we'll, we'll have to follow up with adam and ask him you know, for sure what he was send him this about. podcast he's like oh y'all just totally are bonkers <laughs> <laughs> and um yeah I think that's about it. I'm, I'm, you know, looking forward to, um, to the next, to our next conversation. Yeah, me too. And just to highlight what you said, Greg, about the show notes, and we have a Google forum there now where mm -hmm. uh, first attempts at creating engagement and community and being in conversation with y'all. And we'll keep looking for ways to do that. So yeah. feel free to email us at greg at connectionworks.com or shannon at connectionworks.com or go to our website and yeah, if you want. Yeah. And for those of you that have it, they have really, like Greg said, it's really meant a lot to know that we have listeners and to hear, mm -hmm. you know, how you're experiencing us, which is helpful. And then what, what things you'd like us to talk more about and explore. So thank you for that. Yeah. And we understand that it's helpful to get reviews on iTunes and the other places where the podcast lives. So if you are willing to go in and put in a review, um, that would be 
That would be super cool. Yeah, that would be great. Thanks for that. Okay, till next time, everybody. Yes, be well.